Hey, welcome to season two of Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. My name is Rene from Valorum Reply, and today we're simply going to have a chat with Anthony Vitillo, known as Scared Ghost. Ciao, Tony. Come stai? Sto benissimo, Rene. Grazie per averlo chiesto. Buongiorno a tutti. Hello, everyone. <laughs> awesome. Well. First of all, let's start with the typical introduction. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your background as it relates to the metaverse and you know all things AR, VR? Well, I don't want to make everyone sleep by telling my story since I was born and all the rest. So I will just keep it short by saying that I've studied computer science engineering because I've been always excited about computers and digital stuff and especially multimedia uh, applications like gaming. I mean, most of us love gaming and audio and video management, this kind of stuff. So I also made my thesis about computer vision and this also you know, after some years led me to partner with a previous classmate of mine to try to do something together, like create a startup about new technologies, because he knew that I had this passion about mixing realities, and uh, he too was very interested in doing something new. We were seeing the, let's say, the, um, the commercials of the Google Glass, and so we were all excited about what this technology could do. We didn't know that the commercials were terrible. They're not telling the truth. The glasses are unusable, but <laughs> that's another topic maybe for another day. But uh, that was enough to make us start working together. And then he made me try for the first time an Oculus Rift DK2. And that moment I really fell in love with virtual reality. I said, I want to do this. And from that moment in 2014, I kept my promise and I kept working AR, VR, and computer vision all these eight years. And um, what I've done in these years have been uh, lots of things, some successful, some not, like the startup I made with that guy that was about full body virtual reality, mixing Kinex with headsets. You know, I know that you're a fan of both technologies as well. So you will love hearing about this. And uh, I started a blog about RMVR that is, you can find at scarpghost.com. I created a fitness game before with the Kinect and evolved it with the Vive Focus and then to the Quest 2. And uh, since three years, I work in the virtual events sector with a French company called Vroom. And we made like a concert for the end of 2020 in VR chat that was kind of super cool and had the between all media, including 2D streaming, at like 75 million views. So in these eight years, I really tried to do lots of stuff. But I hope I did also something good. And, uh, you know, always trying to be the nerd guy of the group and try to be, bring a bit of technical knowledge and do something all together because I always try to do innovative things all these years. Awesome. And really, really impressive story there. And by the way, like the, the Oculus DK, the dev kit back then was also this kind of light up moment. I mean, I've been doing VR before, but, you know, in the university context, it was like, oh, you need to have a cave or, you know, these huge installations and all of this to get decent quality. Right. But then finally, we got a headset you can put on. And what is this? Oh, nice. That is a Tuscany scene here. That was really, really good. And yeah, I mean, the rest is history. And I think like you and I, a lot of lot of folks have a similar kind of like, you know, moment where with the DK1 and or the DK2 when it came out. Well, and now now we're here, right? Like just waiting eagerly for some of the new stuff coming out from, from these guys. But anyhow, um, 
let's dive into some of the topics today or let's uh, some some of the questions i am i thought to ask you well first of all i know you're not a huge fan of the metaverse term but <laughs> let's start i mean everyone is using it right so let's start with a simple but also complex question what is the metaverse for you and where do you see the potential Oh, I mean, it's a simple question. I hope you have uh, three, four hours to answer to it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that people can hear to this podcast while sleeping. So, or maybe before sleeping, it can help. Uh, by the way, jokes apart, I, I don't like the term because now it's become a buzzword. So, and also there is a lot of debate, a lot. Uh, let's say, you know, I don't like there is a lot of talking like, oh, this can become the future of the internet, et cetera. But, it, among all the people speaking about this and defining the term in a perfect way, I really more like let's do something. I'm more a practical approach. So I'm like lately starting saying to people, I don't really care about the meaning of the word metaverse. Uh, you define it however you want, but I know what I would like to happen in 15 to 20 years. And what I like to happen, you may call it metaverse, you call it multiverse, you call it potatoverse. For me, it's the same, is uh, that I want to have a full blend between realities. I want that in every moment of our lives, we can have a mix of different proportions between real and virtual reality. So you can go for the streets, and you can just join reality to relax, or maybe you can have some glasses, turn them on, and see some virtual assistant that works with you and suggest to you well, what places you may like of the city you are in. And maybe you have also a virtual friend close to you that is at home but is doing this work with you, and you are in this augmented reality with all of them enjoying this thing. You can see also some other augmentations in the people around you. Then maybe you go back home and you want to play a game like uh, shoot again with your friends so you shut down your glasses they become vr and so you transport yourself totally in another world and you play with it so this is what i really want that in every moment we can have this mix of realities there is not just a real reality and and especially that we can break the barrier of the screen because now we have our real reality and we have a screen that is our portal to something magical, to the digital world, to meet other people. Now we're speaking through a screen. I think that the magic that uh, AR, VR, metaverse, whatever, is that we can break the screen. I mean, have it very close to our eyes. And so have this other reality, the other part of the portal go all beyond us. So that we become totally only one thing with a virtual reality and we can enter into it. And this is really what I hope that uh, it can happen because as much as I love reality, like I hope uh, all of us, I think that the good thing is that we can, with augmentations, add something to it, make it more useful, more entertaining. Uh, and so why don't we exploit it? And also with virtual reality, we can live impossible adventures. I mentioned the virtual events. Our virtual event in 2020 was with a singer having a concert inside Notre Dame. And uh, that is a cathedral that now is even being burned down. So it was something impossible to do in real life. And but in virtual reality was possible. So that's why I'm a big fan of these technologies. And that's what I hope to happen in the next years. And the potential that I see is because mainly of this, of the fact that the real reality has to follow some rules of the physics while the virtual elements have not so we can really expand realities in different ways and some of them can be useful like we're seeing now 
all the companies using VR to on the production processes to design faster and to do better training, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we're also seeing people just having fun with the quest and uh, playing Beat Saber and slashing cubes like if there was no tomorrow. So this is uh, really where I see the potential of all of this. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a great uh, great story, and I think also um, I fully agree on the part like where you mentioned like we gotta also make the physical reality part of of that game, right? So it's not yeah. just pure virtual play. But, but also connecting with the real world, connecting also with certain sensor elements we have in the real world and, and a couple of other things, or like taking stuff from the real world in your virtual environment, but also the other way around, like taking virtual items into your real world. And this is, I think, really where we can see uh, more value because otherwise, I mean, it's just another online game, right? If yes. it's just like a massive online virtual world, okay, yeah, that's cool. But like uh, we can go further than this, and so I fully subscribe to what you said there. This is this is great, and I hope uh, like it's really moving into this direction. Yeah, um, you're well known, like I said, under the scared ghost alias, and with your blog, the ghost howls. Um, you cover a lot of trends and Aeon VR, and you always have these amazing write-ups where you summarize a lot of the things that are happening. So, folks, definitely, if you have not. Subscribe to his blog. Um, definitely do this. Uh, always amazing stuff there. And so you cover all the trends in AR, VR, devices, but also startups, software, whatnot. And so my question to you is, uh, what is the hottest um, Metaverse-related startup or initiative at the moment that no one is really talking about? Because everyone is talking about the big players, right? Well, first of all, thanks for the, the promotion. You know, I will give you some money later. <laughs> Just kidding about that. Uh, it's... Um, it's a, it's a good question because we're all following Meta, we're all following Valve, Google, and asking what they're doing. We know that all them, including Amazon, are doing something behind the curtains. But uh, what about the startups? Well, I think most of startups are not, are, let's say, are following standard problems, let's say. Like I know many of them are working about uh, training, maintenance, the communication among teams. I mean, this is all amazing themes, but um, there are dozens of them. So I want to focus on answering this question about something that is maybe a bit more special. And I want to mention two companies that are probably, let's say, the probably the two coolest ones about uh, innovation and what they're proposing that I have the occasion to try this year. And one is uh, Mojo Vision because it's a company that is creating a smart contact lens. So not smart glasses, but the contact lens you put in your eye and have augmentations. Wow. So it's like science fiction stuff. And, um, you know, uh, the company is very serious. So it's not the company saying everywhere, oh, we're building the metaverse next year, we'll release everything. You know, they're very cautious, like, we have a roadmap. This is the year when so things will happen. And uh, we have these roadblocks. So they're very serious, but they're respecting the roadmap they highlighted a few years ago. So this shows that they're very serious. And also they made people try their prototypes. I myself have tried a prototype, not in the eye. I had a stick and can put the lens very close to the eye, but it was working. I could see like an image of Einstein in front of my eye in a contact lens. And you see the thing and it's like a rigid contact lens with a green dot in the middle. He said, what is the green dot? And the guy told me it's a screen. 
I was like, no way, it's a screen, it's a dot. And then I put this very close to my eye and the green dot became the image of Einstein made with green pixels. So this is really mind blowing. And the news of like two months ago is that the CEO has tried the lens inside the eye, for real. There are videos uh, of him trying it, even if just for one hour or such, uh, it worked. He still has both eyes. He's not become a pirate or something like that. So. <laughs> This is a great news and this company thinks that in like five years or something like that can release the first version dedicated to prosumers and people with disabilities, etc. But this means that in five years, we'll have something that I believed could come in like 2050. It's like smart contact lenses, you know, it's something like Minority Report movie. And the second company is a startup I also talked about on my blog. It's called RP1, clearly inspired by Ready Player One. Uh, that is a company that is created a networking architecture to allow for thousands of people in the same room in VR. So for people that are not technical enough and are listening to me, I uh, would like just to know. Now, if you want to join a virtual event, like a concert, you can go on VRChat, on Roblox, on Fortnite, wherever there is a concert and join it. And there will be thousands of people that are seeing the same concert but you don't see the all the thousands of people around you. You just see 40 people, 60 people, 100, because of limitations with networking protocols. Well, there are two companies that are working breaking these limits, and surprisingly, there are two startups. So I don't know if the big players are working in the shadows about it, or they still are not improving this fast. So one is Improbable, uh, so the company developing special OS, that has just made a test with uh, 4,500 people in the same instance, known in VR. While there is other one called RP1 that came out out of nowhere and made me try a web VR application where I was there with 4,000 bots because they couldn't hire 4,000 people just to make a test for me in VR, in browsers and web VR. And I could see them moving like bots and speaking just same random sentences on YouTube all around me. And this is impressive because uh, they told me that uh, they want to show before the end of this year a demo with like 100,000 bots what? and uh, in the same room. So this means that if they really manage to do something like that, you could have like a stadium in VR full yeah. of people where you can listen to the people. And imagine they describe something very cool. I mean, something, a vision, nothing going to happen tomorrow, but like you are in a stadium virtually with all these virtual people, someone scores a goal and you hear the goal, you know, sound, but coming from real, composing from the audio of all the people that are really there, like in a real stadium, not just a preset audio. So all this audio merging together to get the final audio that you see, that you hear. So this is kind of mind blowing and they already have a working prototype for the 4,000 people. And this is already a lot considering that uh, Meta Horizon allows for like 24 people in the same room or things like that. So these are the two companies that impress me and are solving real problems because one of the big problems of the metaverse is the networking. And it's really impressive, especially if they if they manage to get it that scalable. I mean, in the, and, and even with WebVR, like you said. Yeah. Well, really, really looking forward to this. And of course, like also the... You know, the smart contact lens, like you said. I mean, I, I haven't tried it, but I saw a bunch of your posts. And so, wow, that's really impressive. Like you said, you know, who would have thought that we were getting that close that soon? 
But actually, I want to talk a little bit more about hardware. Um, first of all, do you think that head-mounted devices are the future and that everyone is going to wear smart glasses? I mean, you, you already hinted at it a little bit with the, the contact lenses. Uh, but but the second uh, sub-question, if you will, in your opinion, which device on the market have the most potential to make this a reality, right? To reach the consumer kind of masses, if you will. And well, the third sub-question, is there another device you're eagerly awaiting or anticipating that is coming out this or next year? Well, these are all good questions. And um, well, I think that... Uh, my vision is that in the future it will happen sooner or later the people will wear glasses or lenses or whatever on their head uh, every day because the advantages will be so many that uh, they will do that i don't think it's going to happen tomorrow uh, it will take time also to break the social wall you know that uh, the fear of people are wearing these glasses on the face we will we all know what happened to people that try to wear google glass in the street in the past so it's better to to be prepared that it will be tougher that we need that we hope, but it's going to happen. Of course, we need glasses that are smaller, that are more stylish. And I think that, for instance, uh, since you talk about examples, I, I talk about uh, Ray-Ban stories. It's a great example of glasses that have been made with user, with consumer in mind. I, I see people wearing these glasses in the street. No one knows they are smart glasses. And uh, they're super stylish. They're cool. I will buy them myself too if I was interested in this kind of article. And uh, I think that's the road to follow. I remember also the North Focals, the Bossy glasses. I mean, I like all these glasses that put style into their design because they have the potential to be worn in the street and be worn all day. Things like the HoloLens. I mean, HoloLens is a great device. I'm not saying so, but it's clearly a Thing you wear in the industry, you wear in the office, but uh, it has not the potential to become the glass you wear all the day. So this is exactly what I, I see the potential. I'm waiting for the second version of the Raven Stories. They're going to release in the next month, uh, the rumors say, so let's see. And, uh, and it's even it's even uh, Italian company, right? Ray-Ban is uh, yeah, Topica, right? Yeah, yeah, the offices are in Milan. And so unluckily they... They haven't made me sneak in to see them, but uh, ah, yeah. <laughs> if they are listening to this podcast, please let me in. I would like to visit the company. And um, if you talk about what I'm anticipating, etc., for next year, well, I, I'm be very obvious and curious about Apple, uh, what is cooking, because uh, from what is public and some rumors have also heard, seems they have in the hand some interesting prototypes at least. So let's see if they deliver, because until they deliver, they can even con cancel the project last minute. They can still delay it. But the rumors say maybe in January they will launch. And I think that with the power of the um, Apple marketing and also with the, with the features that are going to deliver, something is going to happen. But to be very clear, I'm not, I'm not quite sure that this is not going to make VR mainstream in one night. But it will be a good step forward to create new hype in the ecosystem, to have something new from which other companies can take inspiration, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm waiting for it because I think it's uh, it's something that uh, I'm very curious about. And then I'm, if I can talk about other curiosity, I'm very curious about what Google is doing, because after it has burned itself with the Google Glass, basically Google is working behind the curtains. No one knows what they're doing. 
We know that they're doing something, but we don't know anything. We have lots of rumors about Apple. Everyone is ignoring Google, but and lately Google has not done so well, let's say, with the hardware and related stuff. But we know that is anyway a big company with a strong AI capabilities. They can do hardware and maybe with a will surprise us and can really create something that can disrupt the market. So this Google and Apple are very curious about what they're doing. Yeah. And and they have a, also a very good software stack, right? Like with yes. AL Core, and then you know the the rather newish AL Core geospatial API, where you yeah. where they take all the, the Google Street View images and basically generate a point cloud reference map for localization. They have a lot of the building blocks, right? So yeah. I like you're right. I guess there will be something that is coming out, um, but I mean, there's a lot of lot of hardware stuff coming for sure. Uh, we just have to see like what is going to um, to crack into the consumer market, like, and um, it has to provide value, right? Like, it's not just the hardware; it's also the killer app is needed, right? Like, what is the killer app for consumers in that space? I don't know. I mean, Pokemon Go surely <laughs> is successful, but is this going to drive revenue and value? I don't know. But if I can give you uh, my feedback on that, I'm not a believer in killer app and uh, Pokemon Go is a clear example or like Beat Saber. Pokemon Go is super popular, but uh, I wouldn't say that it has kickstarted the mobile AR ecosystem. It was just an exception. All the other mobile AR games have been totally a failure and Niantic has closed a lot of them. I believe more, let's say, in killer ecosystems. So ecosystems that are rich, that create different kinds of applications that can be interested for students, some others for women, some other for men, some other for elderly, some other for kids. And so everyone is something that is anti-sync. And so in the end, the whole ecosystem is useful. And so people enter into it because there is something they need. I think uh, that uh, if I had to choose something like killer thing, I will say that uh, probably... Um, I mean, for mobile, people were the killer app because mobile lets you connect with other people. So for VR and AR, maybe it can be people or maybe it can be AI. I have this convention. Either is better because it lets you connect with people easily, like we and you can be in the same space. In AR, you can visit my home. Or maybe it's AI because it can suggest to me what to tell you, for instance, in this moment, the glasses can say, don't tell about Apple, don't tell about Apple because the AI is listening to me and in AR is advising me what to do. I think that one of these two or both together can be the killer technology for uh, XR. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're fully right. Like people are the killer app in the end. And, uh, you know, we're social animals anyway, right? So we've yeah. got to, exactly, like, you know, simple use case, but still pretty amazing. Um, I saw it in a demo video before. But basically, you put on the glasses and you have real-time translation, right? So I could talk yeah. in German, you could talk in Italian, and yeah. we could, you know, have a conversation and the listeners would see it real-time in, in English or I would see yeah. it, like, you know, real-time translated, maybe just with some earpiece, whatever it is. But this is almost there, like pretty close. And so really exciting stuff, man. Well, we're already at the end of the show. Um, we could talk for many more hours. It's so insightful to chat with you. Uh, thank you so much, Tony, for joining us today and sharing your insights. That was very much appreciated. Grazie mille. It's been a great pleasure for me to be with you and with all the listeners to speak about this amazing stuff. Thanks, everyone. Well, and thanks, everyone, for joining us for Meta Minutes, your bite-sized pieces of the Metaverse. Watch our blog, follow our social media channels, 
and subscribe to our YouTube to hear all about the next episode. And of course, on our website, you can watch all the previous episodes. Well, take care and see you soon in the Metaverse.